0: One of the hardest jobs for a founder and CEO is to hire a great engineering team, and if you're based in the Bay, competing with the salaries of Google and Facebook does not make it any easier, which is why I'm really excited to introduce our next sponsor, Turing. Turing makes it really easy to build a software engineering team. Go to Turing.com and they will find you hand selective top-tier engineers that can work with you on a remote basis. Turing.com is backed by Foundation Capital, Founders Fund, other execs from Google, Facebook, Amazon, and more, and they are on a path to help companies like you find a remote engineering team and not spend years doing it. So if this is interesting to you in any capacity, I would check out Turing.com, T-U-R-I-N-G.com. And when they ask you how'd you hear about Turing, make sure to tell them you came from the Forward Thinking Founders Podcast. Specifically, tell them Matt Sherman Six. Six is in the month June. And get that remote engineering team today, not in six months, not in a year, today. And by the way, you get a two-week risk-free trial to give it a shot. So what are you waiting for? Go to Turing.com, T-U-R-I-N-G.com, and I'll see you over there. Now let's get into the show. All right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions of the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to talk to Masood Hussain, who is the creator of Q. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Going great, man. Glad to be here. Yeah. Glad to have you on. I am super fascinated by what you're working on and just thrilled to be able to talk to you about it. For people that don't know what Q is, can you tell us what you're working on?
1: Sure. So Q is a software that lets you review anything with a collaborative canvas in real time. So if you're an esport t- company, you could use our software to review your games with your team so you can figure out what we can improve on. Or if you're a video production company, you could use our software to you know get real time feedback from your client or your teammates on post-production edits.
0: So can, let's talk about about the user flow. So let's say I am a a in, in esports, can you talk about how someone would use this? What the what I guess the user experience is like, and I guess pretty much like how it works.
1: Yeah, sure. So there's two ways to use Q. Um, typically, mo- most of our users do is they record all of their gameplay videos. So let's say you're you know LA Valley and Farm Overwatch, which is like an extremely high level team. They would record all their games and they would all upload well, them all to queue where their coaches will review them offline with timestamp comments and drawings and then they would all get on the same page together with the link and review it together and everyone has control of the timestamp comments as well as the video playback and well as the canvas overlay that allows them to really pinpoint exactly what they did wrong in their games.
0: So we'd love to hear a little bit of the origin story of why you wanted to start this and just kind of go back to when you got the idea and why'd you decide to start the company?
1: Sure, sure. So I originally got the idea while doing some video reviews with my co-founder, JP. He was uh, helping me review some of the uh, Overwatch games I was playing as well as some uh, weightlifting videos. And we realized in the process of going back and forth on like uh, Zoom screen share and uploading to YouTube that it was just really annoying to get reviews done together, and we thought, why isn't there a Google Docs for a video and so we decided to hack, hack one together, and then we put it on q.gg and just gave it to our friends and next thing we know, in the first month we had over four, thousand users
0: so y- the origin so the way this started was kind of in the realm of eSports and reviewing reviewing you know gameplay. how do you see this? I'm I'm just through the podcast, learning more and more about what's going on with esports, and super super fascinated um, with that whole world. And as I just got an Oculus Quest, I, I am excited for esports to to m- kind of merge with uh, with the VR as well. Although it might take a second, but I'd, I'd love to hear like how would you ideally like. Uh, queue to be used within esports like what are some of the use cases um, or is the main one the one that you mentioned is the main way they're reviewing gameplay with other people in a collaborative setting
1: yeah it's primarily used uh, to review gameplay in a collaborative settings because especially now where with the COVID situation where most of the esport teams are all like you know remote especially all the Fortnite players um, I don't know if you know or not but esports e- teams typically get a gamer house where they actually live together just so they can do these video reviews and this gameplay reviews with their teammates like it's such a big part of their uh lifestyle and their uh, work process for as a team that they actually buy their own house and we're trying to change it where we want to give them a such a collaborative experience on reviewing their gameplays that they could do it from anywhere in the world
0: so do you mind uh, um like I, I think when people think of uh let's say a football team or a football player or a coach reviewing, you know, plays. I can picture that in my head because I, you know, I played football in high school. I understand. Um, I Can you paint a picture on what would be an example, you know, gameplay that people would review in the realm of esports? Like, is it, I guess what I'm asking is like, do you look at the angle in which you shoot a gun? Do you look at how you're tossing a Frisbee in sport? You know, I guess what specifically do you review? I'd love to hear just the overall, you know, how that whole thing works.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. You mentioned sports because we actually have a lot of uh, athletes on our product now. That's only started using it. Um, yeah. So the, one of the ways they primarily do it is, one getting the point of view of every single player on the team so if you're la Valley and you have six players playing against another team whether that's in a practice mode or against another professional team or a professional like competitive arena setting you would record every player's point of view as well as a third person point of view where they're you know have a bird eye view and then the coach and the players will review every single video second by second and try to figure out like exactly how they can improve as well as watching their enemy team's uh, videos to see what their strategies are and try to like hypothesize what they're going to do next at their next match.
0: And what types of, uh, I guess, personas or users review gameplay? Obviously, I know that Esports teams, of course, do because they're, you know, playing for money, they, they might have investors, they like they need to win, you know, to, to make a living. Do you also see people that are less competitive using Q? Or is it more designed for the competitive players that review the gameplay because they rely on that, you know, to, to make a living and, 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 you know, be esports players?
1: Yeah, we actually have a good large amount of single players who just reviews their own gameplay videos on Q and as well as like just sharing them with their friends so they can get feedback from their higher level, higher ranked uh, friends. Uh, so you have like, you know, those professional esports team like Elliot Valiant that uses our product like 10 times a day. And then you have those individual players who are just trying to like, you know, rank up from platinum to diamond who needs to find a better way to improve. And so they would use Q to record all their games and then like review it themselves or with their friends.
0: Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. So something I want to move on to is, you know, you have this product. It's doing well. We'd love to hear, how do you know what to spend your time on every day? Are you talking to users? Are you, are you trying to sell? Are you building products? Um, how, how do you think about your day-to-day? Although I'm sure it's different every day, but overall, um, I guess, what do you spend your time on?
1: Yeah, as, as an early stage startup, I think we've been active just a little bit more than a year now. Our weekly schedule pretty much... Differs based on what day we're like Mondays, Wednesdays, and I Mondays and Wednesdays we're pretty much doing sales, uh, you know, trying to get more esports teams on our product and trying to get more video production teams. But all the other days, we're spending the majority of the time talking to our users and fixing bugs. Um, we used to be at a stage where you know we were pumping out features and features and features, but we realized that this was a huge mistake, and uh, we need to fix the existing things because they were like half working because of bugs or user experience issues.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's exciting. It's like being an early stage startup is the most exciting slash like frightening thing. I think for me, because you can literally, you're able to make any decision you want, obviously. And like, unlike a big company, you know, it, it, it takes, you know, to make a big decision or to make, you know, make a, a change or anything like that. You don't need to sign a bunch of papers, run it through a bunch of departments. It's just like you talk to your co-founder and you're like, Hey, want to do it? They're like, sure. And then you try something out, um, which is the, the beauty I guess of, of early stage of early stage startups in the realm of just early stage in general we'd love to hear what are your thoughts on the eSport industry as a whole I know that it's kind of come into its own the last couple of years but I'd love to hear from your perspective where is it on a trajectory and do you see it getting much bigger is it already in in the realm of peaking I guess what are some predictions you have for the, for the world of eSports?
1: Yeah, I think it's not even close to peaking right now. Like, I think eSport has a long way to go. And if you notice the amount of people that are competing and getting more into gaming every day, it's tremendous. Like, gaming itself has, it's all a 70% increase in the last three months alone. And the amount of, uh, and Fortnite is one of those games who's, like, really driving the force of, you know, having people be in their room and making money from these competitive eSport tournaments. And I, and I love that part. So I think we have a long... Like, the future is really bright for esports.
0: Do you see, the, do you see any world where esports and VR collide? I, obviously, VR isn't really there yet, but I, I'm waiting for the realm where I can, like, compete with people, you know, playing Beat Saber or this Coliseum game that I recently got. Do you see any inklings of VR and esports, or is it, is it still still too far out to know?
1: I think I think VR is still too far out. Yeah, the reason I think VR is still too far out is because getting those headsets and a really expensive gaming PC, it's really exp- it's really expensive and difficult. Um, and there isn't a lot of support for those esport tournaments, like there is for like you know Overwatch or Fortnite or Call of Duty. So that so they have to like make sure they do go through that hurdle too. Because if you only have like a few thousand people watching your eSport tournament, chances are the game developers aren't gonna be dedicated enough or making enough money for them to put their energy into making that turn those tournaments even bigger, and bigger, and bigger. So I'd say I'd say at least a few years.
0: Yeah, I I'm kind of me being the founder type that I am, I'm a- watching the market and really watching the um the companies that are putting out headsets obviously right now the main one is facebook but i think there will be more um when it gets to the right price point i actually might try to dip my toes into that into that world and not try to start something big but almost like something in the phoenix market like an esports league when it becomes um a little more co- uh, cost efficient because um, i do think that will be wild when you can do esports in vr I, it's just oh, yeah. we're just not there yet for reasons you just yeah. mentioned
1: Definitely, and I think um, I think if you have a really large gaming company like Activision or like Blizzard uh, backing up, uh, like releasing an eSport game or VR, that's going to really drive it forward.
0: Well, what's the? This is where my uh, my knowledge of esports runs a little thin. So when I think of esports, I think oh, like there's this racket game called Racket NX in in Oculus, and you could just you know just an esport could be you, you put money into a pool and the person that wins gets the money or whatever but like what do you mean by an esport game like what makes a game an eSport game versus not an eSport game uh, in uh, in in pc not VR?
1: yeah so it's pretty much you that you're able to put money into it and then get have a price pool so typically the ones where the players put in money those are just amateur you know teams uh, that you, anyone could just join in if they get a certain price. But then you have the ones like that's hosted by like Fortnite or Overwatch, where the winners gets a really large prize pool. Like those are, I would say, professional esports. But there's also like amateur esports. Just like there's, you know, the professional NBA. Then you have the high school uh, basketball team. Then you have the middle school basketball team.
0: Got it. Yeah, that uh, that makes sense. So, f- a-, a couple more questions. When you think about the future for Q, well, actually, I just th- I just thought of one. Why? Why Q for the name? It's like, it's very catchy. Um, it just because it's one syllable, it's quick. Um, what, kind of, do, you, do you mind sharing how you came up with the name Q?
1: Yeah, sure. So there's two reasons. One is all the .coms are pretty much taken.
0: And like we had a hard time just finding a dot
1: .gg with a single word. And two, um, we want people to under, like, understand that they could queue up for anything. Like in gaming, we say, hey, let's go queue up for a game. So we want them to be right after they finish one of their game, let's say, hey, just queue up this to just queue this up so we can see the gameplay. So we just wanted people to like almost like adopt it as a word when, when speaking. Let's say like saying, okay, hey, go Google this.
0: Yeah, it's 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 funny how many companies are names are created based on domains of that are available, like some of the great ones, you know, which is which is I'm just kind of interested to see what'll happen once like all like the coms which has pretty much already happened but all the dot codes dot dgs are taken like i wonder how innovative people will get so <laughs> how if you look out if you look out 10 years 20 years what do you, what's your vision for q um, and what, what could it look like in a couple of decades if everything goes as planned
1: sure so our vision for q is that we want to make reviewing things with others feel as if you're sitting next to them with a whiteboard like we want to power the future of remote work with all the e the video production teams, pretty much anyone that needs to review anything with others. And we see ourselves, like, not just, you know, doing videos, but we see ourselves doing anything on a computer, PDF files, uh, audio, images, even, you know, design on websites. We want to bring this really collaborative reviewing process to the world.
0: And then for my final question, how can... The forward-thinking founders community help you uh, make your vision uh, make your vision come a little sooner. I guess do you have an ask for anyone in the community in any way that we can help?
1: Sure, just uh, try out Q, share us, and just please let us know what you hate, like, or love. Because at the end of the day, we are a very user experience and product-focused company, and having those feedback is crucial for us.
0: And if someone wanted to find you online um, or find your company online or are you on social media or anything like that, how, how can they get in touch or how can they find you online?
1: Sure. Just go, just go to twitter.com slash Masood R. if you want to find me or go to twitter.com slash QGG.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I agree that, the esport world is heating up and I have not, it's not just heating up, it's exploding. Um, And I haven't seen a company doing exactly what you're doing so far, which, which is really exciting to see. So I wish you the best of luck, keep it up and I'll be watching from afar. So thanks thanks for coming on the podcast. Glad to be here. Thanks, man. Alright, thank you for tuning in to that episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I really want to thank our sponsors of today's episode, Turing, for supporting June's episodes of Forward Thinking Founders. If you are a startup founder or a CEO and have any need for technical talent or need an engineering team, specifically a remote engineering team, I highly encourage you to check out Turing.com and see what they can do for you. They have a two week risk free trial where you can check out what they have going on. And if you go over to Turing.com, T-U-R-I-N-G.com, tell them Matt Sherman sent you. Tell them Matt Sherman 6, 6 being the month of June. Thanks for listening to today's episode and I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.